this is Jerry DiPiano, and you are listening to, or possibly viewing, the Love Mia Vita podcast. My guest today is Dr. Anthony Benedetto, not to be confused with Tony Bennett, who, by yeah. the way, had the same name, Anthony Dominic Benedetto. This is a real doctor. He is an MD, and he has such an incredible pedigree. So Dr. Benedetto is a professor of medicine, of clinical dermatology at the University of Pennsylvania. And he also has a practice in Philadelphia and in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. But Dr. Benedetto, please share a little bit more about your background for those listeners who may not have tuned in to our previous podcasts. Well, I, uh, I've been in practice for over 40, maybe 45 years in Philadelphia. I'm originally from Philadelphia. Um, did my training at the Cleveland Clinic uh, in dermatology and also in dermatologic surgery, which included Mohs surgery. I think many patients now or people now are aware of what Mohs surgery is. It's, cancer, it's surgery to remove cancers of the skin. And it's a microscopic technique where it's a tissue sparing technique where we remove only the cancerous tissue. So either small or large lesions can be removed very conservatively and completely. Um, and I, like you said, I practice in Philadelphia and in the Drexel Hill area. And our practice extends after treating patients for uh, different dermatologic conditions and serious cancers, we then have also expanded into the cosmetic arena where uh, we do a lot of the different laser treatments for different serious problems and cosmetic problems. So we have a variety of things that and patients that we treat, and um, we're very comfortable here in Philadelphia and in Drexel Hill in Delaware County. I'm going to put another plug in for Dr. Benedetto and his practice. <clears throat> and without disclosing any personal information, I will have to say that Dr. Benedetto's bedside manner is just absolutely incredible. I sent a very close friend to his practice, and he is the type of healthcare practitioner that is sensitive and caring about his patients. And I will tell you that she had the utmost of caring experience working with Dr. Benedetto, young woman, um, frightened, concerned about potentially a cancer diagnosis. Thankfully, everything turned out exactly as it should, but Dr. Benedetto treated her with kid gloves and that's the way he treats his patients. So not only does he have an incredible pedigree, but he is a caring physician. So just wanted to share that with our listeners because you deserve that, those sorts of accolades. Well, thank you very much. You're, you're too kind. Thank you. I'm not too kind. It, I'm being honest. Today's podcast is about a condition called, actually condition related condition called lichen sclerosis and lichen planus. And these are conditions that sometimes are confusing because they present themselves with itching and burning and pain and fragility in, in skin. And most of these conditions are considered autoimmune related, autoimmune conditions. And we find them in, in 
different populations, largely in the female population, which is why Dr. Benedetto is on the Love Me Evita podcast sponsored by Fem Pharma. But they can present in men as well. Um, and they tend to find themselves on genitalia in two populations. Um, one is a younger population of prepubescent females, but perimenopausal and menopausal women often have signs of either lichen sclerosis or lichen planus. So Dr. Benedetto, what are these two conditions? Help us to understand what they are. Okay, um, lichen sclerosis, the old name was lichen sclerosis edotrophicus. It explains or it identifies what we see under the microscope. Now it's called lichen sclerosis, it's shortened. Uh, it's much different than lichen planus, even though it has the same identifier as lichen. Lichen is what grows on trees or whatever. Uh, has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with an infection. It has nothing to do with any uh, microorganism or whatever. Uh, it's just the appearance of it. It's an old disease that uh, has been identified for maybe a couple hundred years. Uh, typically, it uh, is seen, lichen sclerosis now, is typically seen in the genitalia. Uh, it can be seen on the uh, body uh, elsewhere, uh, on maybe very rarely on the arms and legs, but they are sort of uh, patch-like uh, areas, lesions that look like cigarette paper. It's very thin and kind of whitish and wrinkly. And the old name sclerosis edotrophicus, it's atrophic, it's very, very thin, but if you touch it, it's very sclerotic or hard, hence the name lichen, because it has this patchy, you know, like a, a fungus on a tree or a lichen on a tree. So it had, and that's where the name comes from. Uh, it's, it's not really a medical term, but it's a Latin term. And it has very distinctive appearance under the microscope, uh, very easily diagnosed most of the time. But the real problem with it is that it can lead to cancer, cancer of the skin. So the longer it exists, especially if it is untreated, the more likely one is to develop skin cancer. And that's why, as a dermatologist, um, that's part of my uh, bailiwick. This is my area of uh, treatment and expertise. Since I'm a Mohs surgeon and I treat a lot of skin cancer, well, Mohs surgery is for skin cancer. We treat skin cancers. I've been doing it for you know, thousands of patients for over 40 some years. Um, unfortunately, sometimes it can, skin cancer appears in the genitalia or, um, you know, around the mouth or whatever. And, and this is why as a dermatologist and as a Mohs surgeon, it has become a focus of my attention. And so luckily, and I did not realize this early on, there are some medications that can be used that will actually treat the, the problem if used correctly uh, uh, and lichen sclerosis can disappear it, uh, to my surprise. And this is what my surprise was. I thought it was a lifelong problem that it was uh, could be very debilitating. And that's true. 
But if you treat it, it doesn't have to be. And it actually does disappear after months, usually six months to a year of constant application of a very strong steroid, a cortisone type medication. Um, the problem does soften and that hard sclerotic tissue becomes normal appearing. And the white plaque disappears and becomes pink and thick again, just like regular skin or mucosa. Um, so that's the one problem, lichen sclerosis. Lichen planus is another autoimmune problem related to maybe thyroid disease. Or if you have lichen planus, you have to be careful of thyroid disease and diabetes. That typically, more so than lichen sclerosis, appears on the extremities around the wrists. It has nail changes. Um, it can have hair changes. When it's in the scalp, it's called lichen planopolaris. Uh, maybe men and women are affected evenly, you know, just as frequently, whereas in lichen sclerosis, it's mostly women uh, and, and young uh, uh, girls, uh, prepubescent girls. Um, and it's not really seen, I don't think I've seen it in the, uh, in the uh, uh, younger adult, uh, you know, children or adolescents. It's mostly an adult disease. I, I could be wrong, but I, I think that's the, the case. And it's itchy little bumps um, that look like a cheese grater or a nutmeg grater. It has that appearance on the uh, inside of the wrist and around the ankles. Then if you look in someone's mouth, it has this lacy appearance on the inside of the mouth. And that's one of the telltale ways uh, to make a diagnosis of lycoplanus. And then unfortunately, in some women, it becomes uh, a vaginal problem, a vulvar problem, but more vaginal. Lichen sclerosis is more vulvar, which is outside skin. Lichen planus is more uh, vaginal and mucosal, just like inside the mouth. It's in the inside. It's called the intraedus, the, just the uh, early entrance into the vagina. The real problem with that is, and uh, it, uh, thankfully it's not that common, it causes scarring. And um, it can uh, eventually, if it's untreated, the scars uh, become more frequent. There's bleeding uh, in the vaginal area, and it actually shuts down the vagina. You can uh, actually close down the vagina from scarring, from sclerosis, um, uh, because of untreated lichen planus. Uh, both problems, like you said, have itchiness, soreness, um, difficulty with intercourse. Um, and then the, the real problem is uh, with lichen planus, the closing of the opening of the vagina, and then the eventual uh, uh, development of skin cancer and mucosal cancer. Um, uh, so that's, uh, that's the long and short of it that I answer most of I can keep going, but, um, yeah, you're, you're obviously answering a lot of questions. So when we, when we hear about, um, women and we, we actually get questions on our customer service line, when we hear questions from women who express concerns about burning and itching and dryness and painful intercourse, they will often ask the question, do you think I have lichen 
planus or lichen sclerosis, mostly lichen sclerosis. And we are not equipped. We're not physicians. By the way, nothing that you hear on this podcast, even though Dr. Anthony Benedetto is a board certified dermatologist and expert in the field, it doesn't replace visiting your healthcare professional. And by the way, neither do we profess to have that sort of clinical expertise and provide you that advice as Fem Pharma. What we try to provide is information. So what we often hear from women who contact us is that they have burning and itching and dryness. And we can't diagnose over the phone. And so what we often suggest to those women who are calling in is to take a mirror and to examine their genitalia. And if they see these types of signs and you describe them, looks like white cigarette paper, or it looks like white patches, perhaps it starts at the clitoral hood and then extends downward in a key-like fashion. So there are some signs that might suggest, and I use the word suggest, that this is an issue. And then they should be seeing a healthcare practitioner a dermatologist or a gynecologist, but certainly someone who is a clinical practitioner, board certified physician. Um, and, and it's often confusing, right? So we, we this, is, this is really helpful for, for you, know, you to explain to women what they should be saying and, and perhaps what the next steps are. We don't wanna scare anybody here, but yes, if it's left untreated, as you suggested, it may, lead to something more serious. Correct. I do want to add, though, you know, you get a um, cross the board uh, solicitation by phone where women ask, you know, what they might have. And they have itching, burning, uh, difficulty with uh, dryness and sexual intercourse. After a certain age, uh, when there's no estrogen, uh, they could have the common atrophic vaginitis, which means that the mucosa is just um, dry and, and not as lubricated as it used to be. So that's the first thing that occurs. The second, like maybe 5% of women who have that type of sensation and symptoms can develop lichen planus. Then, no, I'm sorry, uh, lichen sclerosis, lichen sclerosis. So about 5% of uh, eight, uh, uh, menopausal women and even premenopausal women that have these symptoms uh, along, uh, aside from uh, atrophic vaginitis, it's lichen sclerosis. And about maybe 0.5%, a smaller percentage, maybe 1%, will have uh, lichen planus. So these, so... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> issue. Um, so what is the cause? Is, is there a known cause of lichen sclerosis or lichen planus? No, no, not that no, not that we are aware of. There are some genetic studies that are currently scratching the surface, but there, it's early studies and um, you know it, it's not even worth even discussing. Yeah, so the, the cause is really unknown. Um, family history, is there anything that would suggest that perhaps if you had a say a first degree relative, mom, sister, that, that can uh, occasionally, a patient say, you know, my mom had something similar to this. So it can run in families, but it's a very loose association. 
Uh, you can't say, you know, like one in one or two. It's, it's like very, very rare also. So it's not something that, you know, you, just because a cousin or an aunt or your mom or grandmother had it means that you have the same thing. So it's not the same thing unless you're examined and a diagnosis is made. And sometimes the diagnosis has to be made uh, with the aid of a biopsy, a sampling of the skin, a piece of tissue that's sent to the pathologist. Like I said, you know, these types of lesions are very distinctive uh, under the microscope. And that's basically, uh, that's the 100% definitive diagnosis. But most of the time, as a dermatologist looking at uh, skin lesions, um, I would say 85, 95% of the time I can make the diagnosis without the biopsy. So we don't know what the whether there is an underlying cause. It's sort of, you know, and and this is, you know, in the medical literature, one will find this. So if you do, if you're using Dr. Google, which I don't advise, by the way, because you're just gonna scare yourself. But if you happen to use um, resources on the internet and you use erudite publications and you, you're researching this on your own, the etiology or the cause is really unknown. There may be, may or may not be a genetic predisposition. We talk about other autoimmune diseases. So if you have one autoimmune disease, this has often been referred to as an autoimmune disease. Is it likely that you may have this? So uh, no. Not, no, not necessarily so. Uh, there is another type of uh, sclerotic uh, disorder disease called morphia. And uh, sometimes under the microscope, it's difficult to distinguish between the two. But most of the time, a, a good dermatopathologist will distinguish uh, between morphia and uh, lichen sclerosis because there's a certain pattern of inflammation that distinguishes it. So there are little subtleties that are seen by pathologists, dermatopathologists under the microscope that uh, refine and, and pinpoint uh, and direct the diagnosis and help a physician uh, by uh, identifying specifically what the problem is. So the pr different problems require different medications and different treatment modalities. So we, it sounds like in order to, if you see this, so let's assume that you're a woman that is experiencing itching, burning, and dryness. Could be nothing more than just vaginal dryness, nothing more than that. Right. And a good um, vaginal moisturizer, applied uh, water-based uh, moisturizer that's applied to the vulva. And if you have problems with vaginal dryness inside the vagina, make sure that it's FDA cleared, by the way. So you want to make sure that you have good testing. Um, that may be all you need. Take a mirror. Sometimes women are a little hesitant to do that, but take a mirror and take a look. And I think you mentioned that, that you advise your patients to do the same. Absolutely. So during an exam, a, a, you know, a session where we've now identified a problem and they have to apply some medication to an area, it's a, a wide area, um, if it were on your nose, you'd know exactly where to put it. If it were on your forehead, it would be easy because you're looking in a mirror. So we have large mirrors with a large extended handle, and we give it to our patients, and we instruct them, um, and I help them to identify specifically where I want them to apply uh, the medication. 
And I encourage them, you know, to monitor, you know, you now you've had the problem, you see what it looks like. You see the different color changes. Now, when you're using the medication, it's going to change. You need to know when that happens. You need to know, you know, if you're using it twice a day, you need to know when to start using it once a day or when, if it's not working, you know, when to use it two or three times a day. So there's a scenario that you have to follow a protocol and you can't do it with a, um, a, a pillowcase over your head, right? And when you're in front of the mirror, you got to take the pillowcase off and take a look. And that's basically what I tell patients. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, we, we're chuckling, but let's face it, you know, it, it's we, we've learned that there are some women that have never examined their genitalia. But when it comes to a problem, a potential problem like this, you want to see what's going on and determine whether this could be vaginal dryness that is a function of natural or chemical menopause or some medication that you may be taking that resembles or the causes dryness, or whether it is something more that needs to be investigated by a dermatologist or a gynecologist. And if that's the case, then encourage, encouraging women who are listening or viewing this podcast to see a professional is really important because as you mentioned, the treatment is with steroids. And right. it's Recommend and steroids are prescription products that are recommended by your healthcare practitioner. You cannot, well, you could get them online. We know that that's possible, but you want to see someone in person. So, someone like Dr. Anthony Benedetto or someone in his capacity that has that is board certified. Then, what about? continual care. So we talk about the other issues associated with this, the dryness, the burning. Um, are these women uh, able to use a vaginal or vulvar moisturizer? Yes. Well, if, if they have just atrophic vaginitis, yes. If they have lichen sclerosis, uh, in between time, because you're to use the medication, the strong steroid morning and at night, just twice a day, what happens in the middle of the day when you're active and you know your things are going on that there is are important yes the answer is yes as frequently as will symptomatically make you feel better and the same thing with lichen planus especially even with lichen planus that um, can be because it's mucosal it's more intravaginal yes the answer is yes using a moisturizer uh, like them, farmer products uh, is really important that they at least get to know how to use them and see if they work for them particularly. So we, when we we talk about a moisturizing gel, um, we often think about different types of moisturizing gels and water-based um, moisturizing gels, which resemble the vaginal and vulvar pH. It's really important. You don't want it to be irritating. So we, we, we want to be sure that you use pharmaceutical grade ingredients, make sure that you check that um, these products have the appropriate testing. Correct, correct. Uh, I do want to also veer off on another modality along with moisturizers and topical steroids for atrophic vaginitis. Um, there are laser treatments now. Um, and we, as dermatologists and laser users, we also have 
uh, a laser, and I'm not going to say the brand, but they're like there's a, a different, there's at least a, a half dozen different types of lasers and different brand names. Um, I'd like to know that I have one of the better ones, if not the best one on the market, but that is a solution also um, in between uh, treatments, um, using moisturizers, steroids, and it's more for atrophic vaginitis and uh, urinary stress incontinence. But that's a different topic we're not going to talk about. Big proponent. So, um, so you'll hear on this on the Love Me Avita uh, podcast that we believe in women's health equity, and the more options that are available to women to help to attain women's health equity, the better. In in our viewpoint, we may not be the company that offers all of these options, but we encourage women to research those options and to find resources such as Dr. Anthony Benedetto who offer some of the more novel and more groundbreaking opportunities to address these problems. Because the goal is really to find a solution to your particular problem. And that means that you have a practitioner like Dr. Anthony, who is thinking far ahead and thinking more assertively about what can be done to address your healthcare. So, so Dr. Benedetto, I am right there with you. If this is an option that a woman wants to consider, she should absolutely do her research, find the right practitioner, and determine what the right option for her and, and for her particular condition may be. So yes, all of these are great ways in which to address some of these symptoms. And in the case of lichen sclerosis and lichen planus, you heard from one of the key experts. You want to see an expert you want to visit someone, you want to rule out other issues, and then proceed. Correct. Uh, because there are other particular issues that are related to other generalized conditions of, of patients and other immune type of uh, uh, problems that can relate to uh, the vaginal area or the anal genital area, the genitalia. I mean, there are blister. There, you know, dermatology is replete with all kinds of strange changes of the skin, um, from pemphigus and blistering diseases, and the other problem uh, are warts in the genital area. Again, that's another condition that may lead to skin cancer. Um, HSV, which is uh, a human uh, 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 herpes simplex virus. It's a, uh, when you hear herpes, everyone gets a little, uh, you know, uh, upset, but um, chickenpox is a herpes virus. So uh, herpes is, it happens to be the genus of the virus that has been identified and there are different conditions, chickenpox and, and blistering of the lip or the, or the uh, genitalia or elsewhere on the body. Um, it's uh, shingles. And that's herpes zoster. So the, there are different conditions that, you know, if you look at them in a textbook or on in a, uh, you know, if you see a patient with them, they can be a little scary. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why I went into dermatology were very interesting for me, but they're very significant and very um, important to recognize and to treat. And if you recognize the beginnings 
of these problems on yourself, it's really important, like you say, to go to a practitioner, uh, a, a practicing clinician who has the ability to make the diagnosis and to select the proper uh, medication and, and modalities for getting rid of all those problems. So you just heard this from an expert, professor of medicine, clinical dermatology from the University of Pennsylvania, someone who has practiced dermatology for over 40 years. So we consider you an expert, Dr. Benedetto. And so should women that are listening to the podcast. But this is the opportunity for you if you are curious about whether your particular skin condition, in this case, lichen planus and lichen sclerosis, is something that needs to be further investigated, please accept the advice to visit your healthcare practitioner. Uh, Dr. Benedetto has shared some of his expert advice, but he's not your personal physician. He could be if you live in the region, but you should see your healthcare practitioner to rule out any potential consequences that may result in something more serious. And hopefully that's not the case. Uh, so take a look, take a mirror, do a self-exam. And if you see something that concerns you, whether it's blistering, whether it's a white plaque, whether it is excoriation or something that looks like um, tearing in, in your vaginal vulvar area, please do take the next step and see a professional. Dr. Benedetto, it is always a pleasure to have you on the Love Mia Vita podcast. And to those of you that are listening or viewing this, we hope that you will continue to tune in. We hope that Dr. Benedetto will be our guest again to talk about these topics. We always enjoy having him. And as I said, He's not only an expert in his field, but he is also a compassionate practitioner of medicine. And we thank him and we thank all of the healthcare practitioners who treat men and women with the care that they would some that they would also provide to their family members and loved ones. So Dr. Benedetto, thank you for joining me on the Love Bened Love Mia Vita podcast. Mm -hmm.